Did you get more wood? Oh yeah. You are now listening to Blast Burn Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Blast Burn Radio. I am your host, Jolly by Nature, and with me today, as always, are our wintertime friends, our chili co-hosts, Celeste and Messer Engine. Thank you for joining me today, folks. How are you doing? I am doing very well. I was super happy that the guy who I use for some, like, landscaping-type uh, work came out to do our fall cleanup. Um, because we just had, t- we're in Maine, there's tons of trees, there's like millions of leaves everywhere, and <clears throat> we we needed to get that cleared, we just haven't had the time, we've been sick, all that fun stuff, so they came out, and they got rid of all the leaves, and just shored up the property for winter, so I'm super happy. <laughs> that might sound silly, but I'm so glad the leaves are gone. Yay, homeownership! <laughs> yeah, all the things you, you don't expect, like, oh shit. We need another uh, smoke detector. Oh, crap. Where the hell are we going to put... Oh, we got to climb a ladder to hang this. Do we have a ladder? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Celeste? How are you doing? My week's been kind of crazy. Um, during the weekend, during the holiday, a pipe burst on the sixth floor of my uh, the building I work at. And the water destroyed the fifth floor and went down all the way to the first floor and destroyed a few desks that are near me. Thankfully, my desk was mostly spared, just a few wet papers and stuff, but <laughs> a couple of my coworkers, their entire laptop was like drenched in water, and one of them, their laptop survived being covered in a bunch of uh, ceiling tiles and water and other things. I, I'm amazed. So you're saying it was raining all week? Not the week, uh, just the weekend. We went back and they had uh, dehumidifiers running. It made work interesting and rough. Um, my allergies were happening, like killing me all weekend or all week. Yeah. But, oh man, that is, that is really, really unfortunate. I'm sorry that you're going through that. That reminds me though, probably the coolest individual I have ever met in my entire life. Um, so when, when me and my wife first started dating, um, or about a year after we started dating, when we first started living together, when we first moved in together, um, we got our apartment about a month before her lease was up with the understanding that her roommate was going to stay in the old one and then move in with us when the lease came due. Um, and so during that period, their old apartment's building caught on fire. No one was home at the time, thankfully. Uh, but yeah, there was a big fire on the floor above theirs. So they were, you know, bringing out the fire trucks with the the big water cannons and water streaming down everywhere. We expected everything to be a total loss, but apparently early in them fighting that fire, a fireman had busted into their unit to make sure no one was home, saw their entertainment center and threw a tarp over it to protect it from the water. So all of our roommate's expensive electronics, her HDTV, all of her game systems were spared that firefighting effort because that one firefighter was a fucking bro. Wow. That's pretty crazy. 
Yeah. So yeah, fucking water, man. You do not want to mix it with your expensive electronical things. Nope. <laughs> but yeah, that's been story time with Jolly. Um, so it has, <laughs> as always, been one week since we last sat down together. Uh, it was a light week in our gameplay series, so some of us might have actually had time to do things. I know I didn't, but someone might have. <laughs> um, so so how was it, guys? How was your week this week? Um, I actually don't. This is going to sound terrible, but I don't remember much of this week. Uh, I remember not having to play a second day of our regular challenge. That was exciting. I actually got to play my Emerald randomized uh, Nuzlocke on Monday. Um, But the rest of the week was just a blur. I had business meetings for Mythic Portal, which went really, really well. Uh, Nothing I can talk about publicly yet. Maybe next week. Uh, and yeah, I can't believe it's Saturday. Like it's, it's like the whole week was just compressed and then just thrown out of my head. (laughs) You know, you might just finish that Emerald run before we start playing Emerald. (laughs) I, well, it depends. Maybe because the, the gameplay has been so intense for season two. I can't imagine that I'm going to have too many weeks where I'm going to sneak in an extra stream so we'll see that's fair how have you been celeste aside from your office turning into water world well uh, as you'll find out later my nuzlocke week went horrible but other than that i've been pretty busy at work with different projects um i have a lot of stuff up in the air because our uh, system is being upgraded so everything's locked to be moved to production and so next week that should be done and i've like seven projects that I am paying attention to to get moved so this week was also a blur for me trying to finalize and test all that to make sure it's all ready for next week fucking computers how do they work <laughs> <laughs> well good I'm, I'm glad that you kept busy at least um, here in Casa del Jolly uh, everything has been uh, typhoid and sadness <laughs> everyone in my house with the exception of my wife has been ill so that has been incredibly unfortunate I still have the last dregs of a head cold so if my voice sounds funny that's why I'm still kind of stuffy in my nose and my chest um, the courtesy of Rohane actually that bastard brought illness into my house I'm convinced that it was a fucking sabotage uh, <laughs> I love how your kids are sick and you're sick and you still sound better than I do after two weeks of this shit. <laughs> Thankfully, it didn't hit me ridiculously hard. But yeah, no, Rohane came came over ill and then my kids started taking ill. So I'm almost positive that he was the typhoid Mary of my life. So Rohane, if you're listening, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> but yeah, so I've been pulled in so many directions this week between illness and children and work and husbandly obligations uh, that I still have yet to finish my Ultramoon playthrough. So that's kind of a bummer. Um, but hopefully I'm, I'm hopeful I can get that done this week. I finally at least have my team assembled. I caught my Delmize yesterday. So finally I have the squad. The squad is assembled. I just have to actually play through the rest of the fucking game. Oh shit, dude. I went Mantine surfing for the first time this week because I've been super behind on playing Ultramoon as well and just as i expected i found it frustrating as shit and i just (laughs) i'm like yep up the way okay yep no it went under the water fuck this um (laughs) there's never been my jam so i look forward to collecting bp in frustrating ways every time i want to leave an island 
Hooray! <laughs> well, that actually segues really, really well into our Poke News. Everyone's no! still the jingle. No! No! <laughs> I tolerate it once, and this is the shit that I get? No! Well, you gotta not pause. Like, you, you, you sit there like you're waiting for someone else to take it away from you. So if you want to do the jingle, <laughs> you fucking do the jingle and do it right, damn it. This is the Poke News. Poke News. <laughs> I went a little ham there. I had to work out a little frustration. Okay. <laughs> so, the Pokemon News this week is that there isn't Pokemon news this week. Basically, not entirely, but in essence. Did we uh, really have dead. to fight about the jingle if there was no news to give? <laughs> there is very, very little news. Uh, it is dead <laughs> as a doornail out there, which is to be expected. Uh, Ultra Sun, uh, Ultra Sun, Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon were released less than a month ago, and Game Freak isn't going to want to derail their holiday sales by making any new announcements before Christmas. Uh, so nothing really impactful, but there are a few things that I do want to touch on for you guys. Um, as we discussed on previous episodes, the first ever global mission for Pokemon Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon has ended, and... It didn't go great. <laughs> we were tasked with collectively capturing 10 million Pokemon, and the final total was five and a half. <laughs> so we passed halfway. Um, Golf clap. While the failure is disappointing, do remember that even in failure, participation entitles you to a neat 1,000 uh, festival coins, and that reward is doubled if your cartridge is linked to the Global Link website. Uh, so if you did participate, be sure to speak to the Global Mission receptionist in the Festival Plaza to claim your consolation prize, as well as your tiny, tiny violin. Uh, now... The next global mission, the second global mission in Ultra Sun Ultra Moon, is scheduled to run from December the 12th to December the 27th, and it is titled Have Fun Mantine Surfing, uh, with a goal of earning collectively 2 million BP from Mantine Surfing during this time period. I fucking hate everything. Well, Guess who's getting back up on that Mantine mess? Oh. You might actually have a better chance of completing this one, because with Christmas around that time, there might be more people playing. No, that's totally true, Celeste, and actually with Sun and Moon, the exact same pattern happened. They set a really high goal for the first global mission. It failed spectacularly, and then I think we met literally everyone after that, so it, it's fine. It'll be fine. Um, but yeah, get ready to Mantine Surf to get some coins. Yay! Yeah, hopefully I'll have mine by then. Now, in addition, the first Global Link Battle Tournament of the Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon era has been announced. Uh, the Johto X Alola online competition kicks off on December the 15th, with registration opening on December the 7th. Uh, the competition will take place in the doubles battle format and allows for the use of all Pokemon native to both the Alola and Johto regions, excluding Mythics and cover legendaries. Uh, this tournament does allow Pokemon ported directly from the virtual console re-releases of gold and silver to be used so that does open up quite a few interesting options um and all participants who complete at least one battle during the open period of the tournament which is december 15th through december 17th will receive a participation prize of 50 bp so very worthwhile to check out guys you don't have to be a competitive battling aficionado to assemble a team register and battle literally once to get the reward so check it out 50 bp is a pretty good chunk 
yeah, that's 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 no slouch of a reward um, for literally doing one online battle. So, yeah, I mean, if you're interested in battling competitively online, this is a great way to test out your team. Uh, if you really couldn't give a damn, then get your BP. <laughs> um, <laughs> Think of it this way. You can Mantine surf and hate your life, or you can go do one fucking battle. Go do one fucking <laughs> battle. <laughs> All right, guys. So last but not least, this is an early heads up to all of you trainers out there. Uh, as you may or may not be aware, there is a tradition among the online Pokemon community every year where we simply try to make the holidays a little bit nicer. Uh, specifically, everyone knows that kids aren't always the first to get the newest games on release day because they don't have their own money to spend. Uh, so many young trainers will be getting Ultra Sun or Ultra Moon or even older titles for the very first time on Christmas Day this year. Uh, bearing this in mind, there's a tradition among Pokemon enthusiasts online of just making sure that on Christmas Day and for a few days after, there is legitimately good stuff floating around on Wonder Trade as opposed to the usual mix of fucking Zigzagoons and Young Goose and just early route garbage. Uh <laughs> Some people like to breed deli birds and give them valuable items to hold and trade those out. Uh, some people who enjoy breeding breed up really hard to get or highly desired Pokemon to trade out as babies. Uh, and some people who are into that kind of thing even hack up shiny Pokemon and legendaries. Just with, with the ultimate end goal of making some kids Christmas time Pokemon experience awesome. Uh, this is something that I am personally really on board with and I will definitely be participating. And I really encourage everyone else to as well. Tis the season. Go be charitable. I, I think that it. I'm going to do one of two things. Either to celebrate our Gen 2 challenge, I'm going to trade up, I'm going to breed up a bunch of Chikoritas um, and name them all Mojito and send them out. Like, that could be really interesting, although very few people are probably going to get that reference. So I might also train up a bunch, or breed up a bunch of Deerling, evolve them all into Sawsbuck, and name them after Santa's reindeer. That could also be interesting. Um, but yeah, like, it's just a really good way to spread a little bit of holiday cheer. And again, you know, just just put yourself in the shoes of that 10-year-old kid who just opened up the game for the very first time, decided to see what was out there, what they could get, and got, like, a fucking Charizard. And it was awesome for them. Make Christmas awesome for kids. All right, guys. So that is our Pokemon news for the week, um, if it can really be called that. But it's what we have and probably all we're getting for a while. So... There we are. Um, so that is the Poke News. So now it's time for us to move on to our challenge, our Nuzlocke runs. Uh, so this was, of course, week three of our Generation 2 series. Uh, this week was almost a vacation for our intrepid heroes with only one vicious gym leader on the table for the tackling, though it was a very important week as several clutch encounters were on our tables. Uh, now, as always, Messer Engine was the first to stream. So, Mess Buddy, how was your week in Nuzlocke this week? Uh, it was pretty tame, but uh, spoilers, encounters sucked. So <clears throat> this week we started off with deciding we were going to give up some encounters just to keep the pressure on our co-hosts, make them give up good, good encounters to keep up. So we started off the day announcing that we were sacrificing our ruins of Alf, our <clears throat> Olivine city, our Seanwood city, um, route 40, we were not super jazzed about more tentacruel, tentacool action. Um, <clears throat> and 
yeah, we didn't want to give up Route 38 and Route 39 because there's really cool stuff there. Tauroses and mill tanks and magnemites and not far-fetched. But yeah, we, we totally went to pick up our encounter on Route 38, hoping for something fantastic and amazing, and we're rewarded for our enthusiasm with a far-fetched who we named Guthrie. Guthrie the far-fetched who will sit in the PC until all the other friends are dead. All of them before he comes out. We went on to Route 39, which has pretty much the same encounter set, and we're like, okay, this is it. We're at least going to get, like, a Magnemite because it's got a pretty good uh, percentage chance of appearing, but that didn't happen. We duped out entirely, so the two routes that we really wanted to get something good on, we got a whole fat lot of garbage. Um, <clears throat> we went on to do Route 41. Now, if you're not familiar with Route 40 and Route 41, they change very suddenly. And Route 41 has some really cool stuff on it. So we were like, yeah, we want to go do that. And just to make sure that we were like not jumping into 41 too quickly we checked our pokey gear and we're like yep we're on 40 we took another step and got an encounter and i went uh i it's a mantine i don't think that appears on 40 but i could be wrong like i could have gotten uh my research wrong so not wanting to catch something on a rope that i had given up i ran away and it turns out that one little tiny swim spot was Route 41. So we got nothing for 41, so the encounter misery continued. So, bummer on encounters. We did double back to get <clears throat> our Cherry Grove City uh, and our Violet City encounters, where we caught a Polywag, who we named Jojo, and a Krabby, who we named McDowell. Um, we're both we're happy with those, particularly with that Polywag. Obviously, we have Holden, so we're not super worried about having an additional water type, but it would be cool. Everyone knows I love that Polytoad, so I dropped those little dudes in the PC, and then we set about trying to figure out what to do about Chuck on the week. So we went to our PC, <clears throat> and we decided that our strategy for Chuck was to bring in Casimir, our ghastly... Uh, who would soon be a haunter to deal with that because ghosts are immune to normal and fighting moves. And this was particularly important because Chuck has a primate that only knows normal and fighting moves and he has a polywrath who knows mostly normal and fighting moves but also knows hypnosis and surf. So we wanted to limit what moves could hit us Dynamic punch is a pain in the ass. It confuses you when it hits. So we leveled our Ghastly into a Haunter, and we leveled it to 30. <clears throat> we also got, uh, though he did not make an appearance in the gym battle, we got Holden to 30 a little early, where he evolved into a big boy for Alligator. So I will be the only host with a third uh, evolution on our starter this week for PvP, which is really kind of cool. Um, Chuck himself was pretty easy. So 
we weren't super concerned about this fight because we had Haunter. We also had Trask, who, you know, quad resists that fighting. So we went in there and we we're like, okay, well, we're going to set up uh, on Primeape. And by set up, I mean use X accuracy while we can't be hurt to ensure that Casimir's hypnosis was going to be landing pretty much every time. So we went in, we used the X accuracy, we slowly nightshaded Primeape down. And then Polyrath came out looking all threatening. We put it to sleep because Haunter is a fast motherfucker. And we started just bringing it down. Chuck had a full heal. We weren't worried about it. We just reapplied sleep. And we downed that Polyrath without getting hit at all. It was a piece of cake. We scored the dynamic punch TM from Chuck for our great, great victory. And we did learn fly this week, which was super cool. The larger part of our gameplay this week, a lot of which actually happened off stream because it was just a lot of me walking back and forth, was making sure that Nagata got happy enough to evolve into Espeon. So all through Jolly's stream this week on Friday, I was biking up and down through Goldenrod City with, like, I picture Nagata in the little uh, basket on the front of the bike just being like, yeah, I'm so happy, this is great. Uh, and eventually it was happy enough. Uh, there's a video up, a very short video of me getting the one level that was necessary to evolve it into an Espeon. It now knows Bite uh, and does not know any psychic moves, even though it's a psychic Pokemon, because Espeon learns Confusion at level 16, and I got that Eevee at 20. So, yeah, there'll be none of that for a little bit. I'm sure everybody's super sad. But yeah, that was, that was my week. It was really easy week. Disappointing on the encounter front, but we got a lot of points. We got a lot of points this week, and we had zero deaths, which makes me so, so, so happy. Um, but that, that was my week. And Jolly went next, and he had an interesting week as well, so I'm going to let him tell you about it. Absolutely. Now... A couple of things. Well, just first of all, really, really quickly, because this is going to come up again sooner rather than later, um, particularly given the fact that Generation 3, our next series of games, has so, so many fucking water routes. If any of us ever find ourselves again in the position that Mess was in, where we're really not sure what route we were on when we got our encounter, it is totally valid to catch whatever Pokemon that is, confirm where you were, and then if it's not a valid encounter, release it afterwards. That is totally valid. Mess, you you made the judgment call based on where you were, and it wasn't a situation we'd had before, so good on you. But just in the future, for any of us who are in that situation, catch the Pokemon, don't waste your encounter, and if it turns out that it wasn't a valid catch, you can just release the fucker. It's fine. Now, now, Mess, just quick question, because I know that your team has taken a lot of sideways pear-shaped turns as far as the team-building element that you really weren't expecting coming into this series, and you're using a lot of Mon that just really were not even on your radar. How do you feel about your team right now? I feel pretty good about it. It's really weird, because I feel like when you play a Pokemon game, a lot of times you set yourself up for what we'll call the big three right fire grass water um <clears throat> and at least in later generations fire was garbage in gen one um but the way my encounters fell that just didn't happen i haven't gotten a grass encounter i didn't get a fire encounter so instead 
I have my starter, who's water, and I got plenty of water in the bank because there are so many water Pokemon. Um, but I'm using... Uh, Casimir's in the bank because he's level 31 right now, but I'm using ghosts and poison Pokemon and, like, all kinds of subtypings and stuff that I just normally wouldn't use, but I, I've been pretty happy with it. I mean, Trask has has changed my opinion on Zubats. Like, he's just doing me a solid. Um, Casimir did really great for us this week with Chuck, and we may end up using him again to deal with Jasmine and those really resisty steel types, because um, Nightshade will just kind of, like, cut through that bullshit. Um, you know, I'm still using a Butterfree. I'm still using Gia, which, this late <laughs> in the game, I don't want to be, but I don't I don't have, like, a lot of good options for status because I haven't caught any fucking plants. There's no grass Pokemon <laughs> in my stable. Like, so it's a whole lot of, a whole lot of Butterfree. Um, I've never used an Espeon ever. Um, I'm pretty excited that to have the Espeon on the team, to have Nagata on the team. Um especially since it knows bite it's definitely going to come in handy uh, against Alakazam and Hypno um, I used a Machamp and Sun uh, in my Kanto run actually in Moon so having a Machoke is cool uh, wasn't really the fighting type I, I really wanted to get everyone knows I wanted a Mankey but Murtry's been really solid so I mean overall I think I, I've been happy with them it's an unconventional team makeup and I still have more poison than I would like on the team but um, you know, it's working, and I think a lot of that comes down to the fact that the the Pokemon that I have, even though their their typings aren't ideal all the time, they're really solid Pokemon. Like Jules is amazing. Like absolutely the versatility offered by the Nitto line can't be understated. Um even though it's poison ground, and oh god, if Alakazam hits it with a Psychic, it's going to die terribly. It's still really, really solid. So, long, long answer to short question. Feeling good. Feeling good. I mean, I've won two weeks of PvP, so I can't really fucking complain, right? I mean, that's definitely more than fair. Okay, so, yeah, I, I did, of course, play second this week. I streamed on Tuesday, and this week, I had a heavy eye towards team building, because... Again, I love the team that we came in with, but they clearly just weren't quite getting the job done. And a lot of that was stats. Um, since last week, I have three third-stage evolutions on the team that were second stage last week, and that's going to make a huge difference in and of itself. The fact that we evolved Sangria, our Kadabra, into an Alakazam. We evolved Gimlet, our Graveler, into a Golem. And Stormy evolved into a big girl, bright pink Crobat. So that's huge. But even still... We wanted to look at some different team building options, and there were two encounters that I came into this week really, really eager to pick up. Um, we got one of them, so that's dope. The other one, not so much. <laughs> so, of course, we were looking at the same stretch of gameplay, and of course, we had already seen mess go heavy-handed in giving up encounters. So we were kind of obliged to match if we wanted to 
maintain the short gap in points, uh, if not pass him. At this point, passing him was basically off the table if we wanted new Pokemon, so we had to settle with maintaining where we're at. So we also gave up four encounters this week. Specifically, we gave up routes 40 and 41, the two C routes between Olivine City and Cianwood City. We also gave up our Cianwood City encounter. And even though we couldn't technically enter the World Islands this week because we don't have Whirlpool, we were passing right the fuck by them. And so we kind of quickly consulted each other and determined that that was close enough. And we also sacrificed our World Islands encounter, which that one was kind of painful. If I'm not remembering incorrectly, there are horses in there. And I would have really liked to run a Kingdra. Kingdra is fucking dope. But we had to make... that. That was the the best sacrifice that could be made at this time. So we made it. So with that being said, we, we left out of Ecruteak city with a mind towards making the most of the three new encounters we were getting. Um, first of all, we stopped by route 38 and we took on last Dana. Um, so if you have last Dana in your phone, there is a very small chance that she will call you to tell you that Tauros are hoarding in route 38 so that was my hope was that we would put her in our phone we would delete out all the numbers that didn't need to be there and we were going to hope that before we picked up our route 38 encounter she would call us to let us know that there was a horde of tauros which would have been amazing uh tauros is a very very fast very very offensive pokemon and still has a fair amount of bulk like he's just he's the total package frankly unless you're coming up against skarmories and ferrothorns or not ferrothorns ferrothorns come much later uh skarmories and fortresses um uh, he just is going to blow everything the fuck back. And none of our opponents currently have a Skarmory or a Fortress. So we wanted one. We did backtrack all the way to Cherry Grove City and picked up our encounter there, which was a Tentacool, which was exactly what we wanted. We wanted to get Tentacool off of our dupes, in, off of our dupes table. Um, at that point, we skirted our Route 38 encounter and went to Route 39. There were a number of really good Pokemon on that encounter table, and we wound up leaving with a Meowth. Uh, we named our Meowth Pym. It wasn't ideal. It wasn't the encounter that we wanted, but it's it's a Pokemon that if I wind up having to pull it out of the bank and use it, I'm not going to be opposed to. And initially... I really considered doing just that. I actually leveled him for quite a while and put Columbia, our skip loom, back in the bank. Um, the reason for that was primarily I was greatly concerned that either Mess or Celeste was going to wind up with a Miltank this week. Miltank learns Heal Bell, and Heal Bell renders status setting essentially worthless. And so a Pokemon that has no value outside of status like Columbia would uh, immediately just become dead weight. So I didn't want to have all my eggs in that basket. Um, so yeah, ultimately Columbia wound up retaking her spot on the team before the week was over. But very briefly, she was benched. Um, from there, we went into Olivine City. And for those of you who aren't aware, Olivine City has two different encounter tables. There's the one that's just the water in Olivine City. And then also, if you head to the south, there is the harbor, the docks, which are still a part of Olivine City, but have different fishing encounters in the rest of the city. So we went to the harbor. We went to the docks. And with both Tentacool and Magikarp as dupes at this point, there were only two possible Pokemon for us to pick up. And those were uh, Shelter. Which, Shelter would have been really, really dope. I mean, um, Mess, your Cloister was huge for you in, in Gen 1, but there's a real concern with the scarcity of Evolution Stones. 
in in gold and silver particularly in crystal you can get them from uh pokemon call or from pokemon calling you from trainers <laughs> calling you on <laughs> hello pika 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 Pika. Carp, carp, magic carp, want a water stone? Carp, carp, no. From from <laughs> trainers that you've defeated calling you on your Poke gear. Um, you don't get that in gold and silver. So I really didn't want to encounter anything that requires a stone to evolve because it's just going to be a subpar option. Um, the other encounter on our table, however, was a Chin Chow. And I really, really wanted to use Chin Chow. Um, nothing against Bumbo. Bumbo has been a good, good boy for us through the first two weeks of the challenge. But we used the Slowbro in, in the Gen 1 series. And also, we needed something that was faster and more offensive. And Lantern is still not exactly a fast offensive Pokemon in the grand scheme of things, but it has more speed than a Slowbro or a Slowking. Um, and it also has better typing to meet our needs. So it was just the better option. Thankfully, we got it. We did pick up a Chinchow in the Olivine City Harbor. We named him Hurricane, and he is our best friend forever. He is best fish. Um, so <laughs> at that point... We did a little bit of grinding, but we ultimately decided that we didn't want to leave Route 38 a mystery forever. Um, we didn't want to just leave it until Friday and see if we ever got the call. We finally decided to just call it. Enough was enough. Let's go get our Route 38 encounter and see what we get. And what we got was a big steaming pile of nothing. <laughs> we duped out with five dupes encounters. We did not get a Route 38 encounter at all. So that was a little salty, but oh well, at least we didn't end up with a fucking far-fetched. Um... <laughs> So from there, we had a, a fairly uneventful surf across the water routes to Cianwood City. Um, we ground up our team, and then Friday, we ultimately took on Chuck. Now, the strategy going into Chuck was going to be to let Stormy do the work. As Mess said, Crobat four times resists the stab fighting moves of Chuck's Pokemon. So even if it has to eat a, a dynamic punch, it's not going to be the end of the world. Um, we did heavily set up, however. Um, we went in with Hurricane our Lantern. We used Surf on Chuck's Primeape to bring it down to about a, a quarter health. And then we switched in Columbia, put it to sleep, and whittled it down to death. Um, so we were leading in with Columbia against Chuck's Polyrath. Um, we put Chuck's Polyrath to sleep with Columbia and then put it right back to sleep when he healed it. Um, we... Statused it with Leech Seed, which was way more impactful than I honestly expected. Because um, it, it just did that steady damage turn after turn. It was beautiful. Um, from there, we switched into Mojito and set up Reflect. And then finally switched into Stormy. And by the time we got Stormy in, Chuck's Polyrath was at almost half health. Like that Leech Seed had just done steady, consistent work. Um, so we hit the Polyrath with a return. It woke up and hypnosis Stormy, it put her to sleep and then immediately died to Leech Seed. So it didn't even launch a truly offensive move. And it was game over, man. Game over. It was done. We flawlessly defeated Chuck. It took our big 50 points for that hard mode victory and our TM for Dynamic Punch. And that's where we left the week. It wasn't perfect. We didn't get the good, good Tauros that we were hoping for. But all things considered, I certainly can't fucking complain. Yeah, watching your fight was really funny, actually, because the setup was so meticulous. Like, I watched you switch into Pokemon after Pokemon to set things up, and then it died to Leech Seed. It was, it was hilarious. I was, I was laughing so hard over here. Um, 
you asked me about my team earlier, but you had to change your plans entirely because of Stormy. Like, how do you actually feel about that? See, it's both incredibly hype and an incredible source of frustration. I don't dislike Stormy. In fact, I have a lot of love for our good shiny pink Crobat because it's the first shiny I've ever gotten in a Gen 2 game, and that is incredibly meaningful and hype for me. Like, I, I really love having that option. I really love being able to use her, but it's very frustrating that I have to use her, that I don't have the option of saying, you know what? Crobat's not the best fit with the rest of my team. I'm going to pull her in favor of something else. I can't do that. I just have to make it fucking work. And that is incredibly frustrating to me (laughs) because yeah, she was not, Mickey was not remotely on my radar as being a long-term team member. I couldn't wait to bench him in favor of other things. Gibson, our Hoot Hoot, would probably still be on the team if we hadn't caught Stormy. Because then at least that return would be Stab. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, all things considered, I'm happy with her. I don't know how I feel about having to use her, though. Like, that's really just where it gets kind of, kind of friction-y for me. Um, I'm really happy with the team overall. I wish that... The typings were a little bit better distributed. Long term, I am not going to be able to use both Columbia and Mojito. They are both extremely valuable Pokemon. They offer very distinct and very valuable utility. I can't use two grass types forever. Someone is going to have to get benched sooner or later. Um, But for now, they're both really, really valuable team members. Um, What can I say about Gimlet and Sangria? I mean, they bring the fucking thunder. And then... Hurricane is a force, and I really, really can't wait to fuck you guys up with him. <laughs> yeah, uh, remember no grass? Yeah, that's yeah. You are gonna fuck me up with that. <laughs> my only good switching option doesn't exist anywhere on my cartridge. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Celeste had a much more interesting week than either you or I. Yeah, yeah. Celeste had the most interesting week of gameplay, and of course, as is the norm, Celeste did play less. Uh, Celeste did play last. She certainly <laughs> did not play less. If anything, she played substantially more. Um, so, Celeste, on how was your gameplay this week? So this was my every everything is on fire week. Um, I guess we all have to have one. Um, so I started out this week feeling way more overconfident about Chuck than I should have been, because what happens next is the issue. But before all that, um, I went through and got my encounters. So what I was thinking was I was going to try to remove Magikarp from my encounter table by going back to Cherry Grove City and fishing. Unfortunately, I got a Krabby. I named him Bismarck, which threw some issues into my plans because I was going to go to Olivine City and catch a shelter, hopefully. Thankfully, I didn't get a Magikarp. I got a Tentacool instead, so I got something useful. But the issue is, in turn, I had to sacrifice so many routes because of Mezzerengine and Jolly. Um, I should have gone into that. I actually sacrificed both Route 40 and 41, the Ruins of Alf, Whirl Islands, and Sienwood uh, Wood City. So I didn't have that many encounters. I had the two I talked about and Route 38 and 39. Getting into Route 38... I ran into a Pidgeotto, and this Pidgeotto, I don't know what was up with it, but it just wanted to give me a rough time. I was having so much trouble trying to status it and trying to do damage to it, 
without killing it. And I guess Strago got pissed when I went to cut it, and it crit and killed it in one hit. So I lost my third, Route 38 count, encounter because Strago just did not want to see that Pidgeotto anymore. I was terrified of that bird. I'm legitimately thankful you didn't catch it because that fucker had only murder in his heart. Oh, it would have been so awesome. Strago had a knife. He pulled it out. He was like, I'm going to cut you. I'm going to fucking <laughs> yeah, cut <pretty> you. Much. <laughs> yeah, he, he wasn't having nothing about that bird. And then on Route 39, I was a dumbass and forgot Magmanite can run. Did not mean look it. Even though Jolly was yelling for me to mean look it. And it ran. I'm in the chat going, no, no, don't swap. It'll run. Mean look, mean look. And <laughs> so I lost both of my big encounters for this week. And those two would have been nice. Uh, and then, to make matters even worse, going into Chuck, I was way overconfident. I went at level 28 because I didn't want to overlevel anything. I went way too deep into that. I should have leveled a little bit higher. I would have been fine. And the other issue is I set up with Strago instead of doing a setup with my uh, Haunter because I wasn't thinking. I could have just set up on Primate with my Haunter and not even had to worry about anything. But no, I just set up with my Grass-type. So Strago slept um, the Polyrath after beating the Primate. And I didn't know he had a full heal because I, I, I was being cocky and didn't do as much research as I should have. Should have. So as soon as the full heal hit, I started panicking. Because I had already swapped in my Haunter. And worst comes the worst. Haunter gets killed. I swap in my Rattata to try to get some stab return damage. Dynamic Punch actually hits. One shot sets her. And so I lose my Rattata. I lost my Ghastly. Um, I didn't have that many options. But it was low enough where I swapped in my starter. Hopefully it was, its uh, defense would be enough. It gets hit with a Surf. Nearly dies. But gets a quick attack off and kills... <laughs> that polyrath before dying so it could have been much worse and it's my own fault i didn't play well <laughs> I, I i can't say anything more it was just awful i was driving when you were doing chuck i was coming home from work and when i got home and i unplugged my phone uh from sound uh, the freaking sound system in my uh car I saw that you had done Chuck, and you said that you know you had lost to. So I came and I watched the fight. And when you put Lockout against that Polyrath, I was screaming in my living room. Like I was like, "What is she doing? It's gonna get like <laughs> one hit served." And my wife's like, "What are you talking about?" I was like, "Her Quilava's gonna die a terrible death," even though I knew that didn't happen because you didn't put it in the thing. But I was just so swept up. And what was going on? I was like, "Oh my god!" Um, and then I was like, "Oh yeah, you, you knew the outcome before you watched this. There was no reason to panic." But my wife was looking at me from the kitchen, like, "What the fuck is going on over there?" Um, <laughs> yeah, that was a terrible decision. I was so tilted at that point; I wasn't even thinking. That was so scary, Celeste. I was like, "She's gonna lose lock." I was like, so sad. Not sad from a competitive standpoint. I would love not to face that Quilava. It's soon to be Typhlosion every week, but sad from the oh no. One hit KO surf. Um, oh, you you had a rough week. Yeah, I could have done better. I'm not going to do this anymore. I didn't have as much time this week, and I didn't put as much work into researching encounters and paying attention to things, and I really should have. Um, as far as what I did afterwards, I think losing those two Pokemon, as awful it is, as it is and how upset I am about losing those points, it pushed me into changing my team, and I hadn't planned to. 
And I think in the long run it's better because I decided to pull in my Drowsy and my Weezing to replace those two. My Weezing now has moves that are going to be very clutch in this PvP match. And Drowsy is super tanky, and I'm really looking forward to using him. But after that, it was just basically leveling really low-level Pokemon all Thursday. And that was my week. Okay, well, I suppose then the same question to you, Celeste, and this is probably a little bit more impactful because you've had such major shakeups so recently, but at this point in the, the series, how do you feel about your team right now? I feel pretty good about it. I really, really, really like Edgar. Edgar is best boy. Edgar is doing a lot of work. My Elekid evolved into Electrobuzz, so I don't have to be scared about baby stats anymore, and he'll be a lot more useful. As far as using um, Weezing and Hypno, having two really bulky Pokemon that can push a a ton of damage out are going to be very useful. And then Strago... He's really, I don't know how I feel about Strago. He's really weird. He can, he's done a lot more damage than I ever thought a grass type could. But he has really strange moves at the moment with cut and, um, uh, was it, uh, why can't I remember what it's called? It's some poison attack. Acid. Acid. Yeah. Being his only attack moves. So it's kind of strange. And I did evolve him into a vile plume, so he doesn't have any opportunity to learn any other moves. But I plan to replace him later down the road anyway, so I think it'll be fine shit he's the dawn now like this entire series has been his journey from low level mob functionary like he was gang member with a knife but now he's a file plume he's like the mob boss now he's in a suit <laughs> ordering the deaths that pidgeotto hit that's what put him over the top agreed and yeah he'll retire sooner or later and just be giving orders from the uh box all right, guys. Well, that was our, our gameplay for the week. And unfortunately, we did suffer some losses. Specifically, poor Celeste had to bury several of her her dearly beloveds. Um, so, Celeste, do you want to take a, a moment and say a few words for your dearly departed friends? Yes. Uh, Gal, you were a great Pokemon. Um, it's completely my fault. I should have set up properly with you instead of using Strago and... I should have been prepared for that full heal on Chuck. Your death was entirely my fault. I didn't prepare. I am so sorry. You were a great Pokemon, and you were a ghost, so now you're a ghost of a ghost, so I have no idea where you are, but hopefully you're there enjoying something. And Setzer, you were a very good attacker. You were my second best in damage, and... Honestly, I shouldn't have put you out thinking that you would dodge Dynamic Punch because, you know, the worst is going to happen no matter what. So, again, my fault. I hope you're... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you, you have joined Derby and Wanley. Yes. In, uh, in Rattata Heaven. Rattata Heaven. Radicate Heaven. <laughs> Seriously, no rats can survive this series. It's brutal. Yeah. Killed by punches to the face and rollouts to the face and whatever the fuck Derby died to. I don't remember, Jolly. It was it was early. It was bad. To a bird? I to a bird. It was the fucking bird. It was the bird. <laughs> <laughs> it was Gus specifically, I think. I, I, it, was, it was that bitch of a bird. Yeah. Well, re- rest in peace, fellas. You, you did good work. You've earned your rest. <sighs> 
Okay, guys, so that was our week, um, but now I want to take a minute to hear about yours. Uh, we've been hearing a lot from a lot of you guys since this series started, which is great. It is incredibly humbling and inspiring for us, and we really can't thank you enough. Um, now, this week did bring us another message from friend of the show and Messer Engine superfan Pegasus League Live. Um, now... This time, specifically just to spite Pegasus, I think, we'll have you read his message, Celeste. Uh, So, Celeste, do you want to read our message from Pegasus this week? Sure, I can do that. So, this is my week three stats report. So, it was definitely relieving to hear that we were slowing down a bit this week and only taking on one gem. This week, my team definitely gained power in the form of evolution and two new power-packed members. But sadly, in the process, I lost two of my beloved boys. I'd like to share a few words uh, to properly send Yolki the Drowsy and bury the Beedrill to their graves. Yolki, I was so happy to get you. I've always loved your kind, and I was excited to use a Hypno, but it seems it was not meant to be. Although Hohenheim the Alakazam has replaced you on my team, nothing can replace either of you in my heart. Good night, my sweet little pudding elephant boy. As for you, Barry, people can say what they want about Beedrill. Some don't like them, a prime example being Jolly, but you, Barry, were a good boy till the end. I'll miss your happy buzzes and the way you would make mincemeat out of enemies with your cut attack, which somehow did decent damage besides, you know, being cut. I hope you buzz your way up the Poke Heaven. Goodbye, that's enough of the sad talk. Lots of trade evolutions occurred this week, including that of the best boy Armstrong. The other two were newcomers Hohenheim, the Alkazam, who I mentioned in my sad speech, and Slothbum Champ. The team is looking great, though last week a death around the end has left me of an empty slot. Hopefully the same fate will not befall me next week. And for a status update, Pokemon Alive in the Box is 4. Week 3 deaths, Yolki the Drowsy, Barry the Beedrill. Total deaths, 8. Team is Mustang the Quilava at 28. Hohenheim the Alakazam at 29. Armstrong the Golem at 28. Nina the Quagsire at 28. And Sloth the Machamp at 28. Additional note, I have a female Shuckle in the box that I named Lust because, of course, just like Lust, Shuckle is known for being amazingly se- sexy. <laughs> now, you know, Pegasus, I just want to set the record straight that the reason that Beedrill bugs me personally is because the second you tell someone, hey, I like bug types, their immediate response is, lol, Beedrill. Uh, that said... That fucker has spears for hands, and that's dope. And I'm very sorry for your losses, Pegasus. Uh, everyone's gonna remember that moment, though, Jolly. Skull. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Just because I hated that Beedrill does not mean that I hate all Beedrills. Don't lie to the fans. Hashtag not all bees. Hashtag not all bees. He's a mega now. He's a super bee, and that's fucking dope. All right, all right. We're going to see you uh, fight with some Mega Beedrill down the line. (laughs) I will whip your ass with a goddamn Mega Beedrill. (laughs) All right, guys. So... Now, remember, folks, if you are playing along at home with us, we want to hear about it. Uh, be sure to get at us through email or social media and just let us know all about your clutch victories and your crushing defeats. Your poor, dearly departed beloveds like like uh, Pegasus suffered so many of this week so that we can celebrate those achievements and mourn those deaths right along with you. 
So that's it, guys. Uh, We have talked about our gameplay. We have mourned our dead and we have commiserated with our friends. It is now, as always, time for us to pit our teams against each other in deadly combat to see who is the very best. Uh, Now, coming into tonight, Messer Engine was a force for the second straight week in PvP, dominating all comers and putting himself back on top of the scoreboard. He comes into tonight's showdown still on top with three. 385 points. However, I am nipping at his heels, having also pulled off a flawless week of gameplay and behind by 25 points with a score of 360. Uh, Celeste unfortunately suffered some losses this week and is bringing up the rear currently with a score of 330. Now, as always, last week's big winner must defend the stick first. So you're up first, Mess. Who will you be battling first tonight? You and I are going to have to battle first because uh, I made Celeste go first last week. It's not fair to do that to her twice. Okay, then here we go. So in the gold corner, there is Mezzer Engine bringing in his trusty girl Gia. And in the... Silver corner, there is BBR Jolly bringing out his trusty Columbia. Oh shit, it's the weed Pokemon. <laughs> They're both going with their status setters right now. So are you two ready? Let's do it. That plan. <laughs> Alright, let's go. So you may begin. Columbia opens up the sleep powder and it hits Gia. Gia falls asleep, but Gia eats its mint berry and wakes up. And sleeps Columbia <laughs> and it eats its mint berry and <laughs> wakes up. Columbia sleeps Gia in the second turn. This time it does not have a berry. Columbia gets out that leech seed. Oh, you're shitting Gia me. wakes up and sleeps <laughs> Columbia. Columbia's asleep. Gia uses Nightmare. And then some of Gia's health is sapped by the leech seed. Columbia still uh, still asleep, is locked in the Nightmare, and Gia uses Stun Spore, expecting a swap, but it misses. While each seed continues to slowly sap Gia's health. What a pain in the ass. Columbia is fast asleep, which is locked into a nightmare. Gia uses confusion. And then after that, so Columbia hit takes 50% of its health. And after that, Gia switches in for jewels, which is Mezzer Engine's Nido King. Columbia uses sleep powder, and Jules falls asleep. Columbia then leech seeds Jules, and Jules stays asleep. Jolly switches in Hurricane for Columbia, his new best boy lantern, and Trask comes out for Mezzer Engine. It is now best boy versus best boy. Trask hits Hurricane with a Confuse Ray. Tra- Hurricane is confused and hits itself in confusion. Jolly switches uh, Hurricane for Gimlet. Trash hits Gimlet with a return for 11% of its health. Holden comes out from Mezzer Engine. And Gimlet, that golem, hits Holden with a rock throw for 25, or 23% of its health. Sorry. Columbia comes back out for Jolly, and Holden digs under the ground. Columbia uses a return. It misses because of the dig. Holden uses dig, but it doesn't affect Columbia because it's flying. Columbia throws at that leech seed, and Holden hits Columbia with a cut for 22% of its health. Trask coming back out for Mezzer Engine. 
Trask is hit by a Paralyze right, when, right from the start, but uses a Berry to cure it. Trash uses Wing Attack. It's super effective versus the opposing Columbia for 59% of its health. Columbia uses Stun Spore again, and Trask is paralyzed. Two fucking percent. Those plant types are tanky. Columbia throws out a Leech Seed and heals some of its health from it. Trask continues to be paralyzed and cannot move. Jolly switches in Hurricane. And Trask bites Hurricane for 13% of its health, and Leech Seed continues to sap health from Trask. Trask comes out in favor of Metri, Mezzer Engine's Machoke. Hurricane uses Rain Dance. It starts draining. Hurricane uses Thunder, Metri loses 55% of its health, Metri uses Strength, and Hurricane loses 22% of its health. Hurricane uses Surf, and Metri loses the rest of its health fainting. Holden comes back out for Mezzer Engine. Holden uses Dig, dodging a Thunder thrown out by Hurricane. Jolly switches in Columbia, so he can dodge a dig. Columbia uses Stun Spore on Holden. Holden is paralyzed, but it cures itself of a paralyzed cure berry. Holden uses Surf, and Columbia faints. Out comes Mojito. Jolly's Bailey. Holden uses Cut on Mojito and hits it for 21% of itself. Sorry. Mojito uses Reflect. Mezzarin switches in Gia. Just in time to have a Razor Leaf miss it. And Jolly switches out Bailey for his Golem, Gimlet. Jay uses Sleep Powder, and Gimlet falls asleep. Gimlet is hit with a Nightmare, and Gimlet is fast asleep. Jolly switches in Stormy, his Crobat. Gia stuns, uh, stun spores Stormy, and is paralyzed. And the Reflect wears off. Gia attacks Trask with Confusion. Not Trask, sorry. <laughs> Stormy with Confusion. Stormy is, is still paralyzed and cannot move. Stormy fights for that confusion and hits Geo for a turn, while Geo's stun spore misses Stormy. It looks like it was uh, Mezzer Engine was expecting a swap. Geo uses confusion to hit Stormy for 24% of its health, and then Stormy uses wing attack and it's super effective against Geo for 2% of its health, causing it to faint. Holden comes back out for Mezzer Engine. Holden hits Stormy up a surf for 34% of its health, and Stormy is paralyzed and it cannot move. Jolly switches out Stormy for his Bayleaf Mojito, and Mojito is hit for 17% of its health with a bite. Mezzurgeon switches in Trask, his Crobat, and Jolly switches in Hurricane, his Lantern. Trask confuses Lantern with a Confuser Eye. Jolly switches into Gimlet, his Golem, and Trask hits Gimlet for 5% with a return. Holden is switched in. And Gimlet is asleep. And Mojito comes out for Jolly. And is hit with a Surf for 19% of its health. And Reflect is worn off. Trask comes out for Mezzer Engine. Mojito puts up another Reflect. And Gimlet comes out for Jolly. And it takes our Confuse Ray. And is confused. Gimlet is still asleep. Trask gets Gimlet with a, for a, with a bite for 18% of its health. Gimlet is still asleep. And Trask bites Gimlet again for another 18% of its health. Gimlet is asleep and Trask is paralyzed. The reflect on Jolly's side wears off. Gimlet is still asleep. Trask bites Gimlet for another 18% of its health. Gimlet finally wakes up, is confused, and kills itself. <laughs> That's the second time that Pokemon has punched himself to death. Out comes Sangria, Jolly's Alakazam. 
and Nagata comes out for Mesra Engine, taking a Psybeam for 25 or 20% of its health, sorry. And Mojito comes out for Jolly, taking a bite for 28% of its health, and then takes another bite for 15% of its health. And Mojito faints. Out comes Hurricane, Jolly's Lantern, taking a 21% bite and flinches. Hurricane gets bit for 22% of its health and flinches again. Jeez! Hurricane takes 19% of its health from the bite and uses Thunder Wave to paralyze Nagata. Hurricane uses Thunder, but it misses. Nagata uses Bite, causing Hurricane to faint. Out comes Stormy, Jolly's Crobat. Stormy attracts Nagata, and it is paralyzed and it cannot move. Jesus. Stormy uses Confuse Ray on Nagata, so now it's paralyzed, attracted, and confused. Out comes Jules, Mezzer Engine's Nido King, who comes into a return for 35 or 37% of its health. Jules is still asleep and Stormy is paralyzed. Jules is still asleep and Stormy hits Jules with a return for 38% of its health. Jules is still asleep and Jules faints from another return. Out comes Trask and Jolly switches Sangria in. Sangria takes a return for 51% of its health. Sangria hits Trask for a for 55% of its health. Trask hits Sangria for a bite for 40% of its health. Mezzer Engine swaps in Nagata, and Nagata takes a Thunder Punch to the face for 30% of its health, and Sangria uses Recover, and Nagata bites Sangria for 57% of its health, living at 2%. Well, that is not an exchange that I am going to win. <laughs> Sangria hits Nagata for Thunder Punch for 31% of its health, Nagata bites it, and Sangria has fainted. Out comes Stormy. Stormy uses Wing Attack, causing Nagata to faint. And out comes Holden for Mezzer Engine. Good game, Mess. Good game. Holden surfs Stormy, and Stormy faints. Holy shit. Mez is still undefeated. My heart's beating out of my chest. You <laughs> put together a really fucking good team. Hurricane is fucking well, I'll scary. I'll say, where you, where you continually get me every week, at least for this series so far, Mess, is... You get me to waste resources before I've really done what I need to do with them. I really, really needed to status Nagata without taking all that damage on Hurricane. And you got me to waste Columbia before I could. Columbia was fucking badass. No joke. That little that little weed was like in and out just causing me problems until it died. Flying grass is actually a really good typing. Uh, well, shit. Good, good game, mess. You earned the shit out of that. Sixty-seven turns. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that means that I'm giving up the stick as I lost. So that's going to be you, Celeste. Are you ready? Uh, as as I can be. All right, guys. Well, as always, we have our good, good friend Messer Engine leading in once again with his status-setting monster of a Butterfree Gia. Uh, we have Celeste the Lost leading with her best boy, Edgar the Quagsire, hoping to put some big dents early. Uh, folks, are you ready? I am. Yep. All right, let's do it. You may begin. Okay, Mess not liking the looks of that, immediately swapping out of Gia the Butterfree into Holden, that powerful Feraligator, Eating a Surf from Edgar, which is of course not very effective, only dealing 15%. Holden hits right back with that Surf, though, which is neutral to the Water Ground type Edgar, dealing 42%. Edgar goes for the Dig. 
Godzilla actually got to hit big again. <laughs> and Holden matching Edgar also goes for the dig. Edgar's dig then, of course, misses because Holden is now underground. Holden gets the dig off and hits Edgar for 17%, and Edgar goes back underground. This is not an exchange that is going to go well for Edgar in the long term. Holden once again digs, and Edgar once again misses. And Celeste switches out Edgar in favor of Strago, her new vile plume. Strago eats that dig for 19% on the switch. And Messer Engine switching out of Holden in favor of Gia, his Butterfree once again. Uh, Strago goes for the Sleep Powder and misses. Uh, then Gia goes for the Sleep Powder and misses. Strago goes back to it and hits. However, Gia is holding that Mint Berry and wakes up. Gia goes back to Sleep Powder once again and this time is successful. Strago is taking a nap. Strago switching out in favor of Daryl the Electabuzz. Gia goes for the Nightmare, trying to put some steady damage on Strago. Of course, it does not land on Daryl, as Daryl is not snoozing. And Gia switching out in favor of Jules the Nitto King, who switches into a Thunder Punch, which of course the ground-type Jules has immunity to. And Daryl switching out in favor of Gogo the Hypno. Gogo eating a Shadow Ball on the Switch, dealing 60% with the super effective attack and dropping Gogo's special defense. And Jewel switching out in favor of Nagata, the Espeon, who eats an Ice Punch from Gogo on the swap, dealing 17%. And Nagata going for the Bite, which is a crit and downs Gogo. And Celeste bringing, going back to Daryl the Electabuzz. And Mess going back to Jules, his Nitto King, eating a Dizzy Punch on the Switch, dealing 22%, but not landing the Confusion. Going back to the Dizzy Punch is Daryl, uh, once again, however, failing to Confuse, dealing 20%. Jules uses Thrash, dealing 42% damage to Daryl. Jules is now locked into Thrash. Daryl going back to the Dizzy Punch, still failing to land that Confusion, however, dealing 21%. Jules thrashes yet again, dealing 42% damage to Daryl. However, Daryl does eat a berry for some recovery. Daryl is sitting at 26%, Jules at 36%, both are in yellow. And Jules is now confused. The thrash has ended, I'm sorry. Both switching out, Celeste switching into Aisha, her coughing, Mess switching into Trask, his best boy, Crobat. And Trask stays in and goes for the Confuse Ray, confusing Aisha. This proves to be effective as Aisha does hit itself in confusion for 12%. And Trask going for the return, dealing 38% to Aisha. However, confusion ends and Aisha hits with the thunder for 46% damage on Trask. Trask switching out in favor of Jules, who switches into a self-destruct from the coughing, taking both Mon out. That was an excellent play. Trask coming back in for Messer Engine, up against Locke, Celeste's level 30 Quilava. And Trask once again outspeeding and landing the Confuse Ray. Locke acts through Confusion and gets off a Fire Blast, however it does miss. And Trask switching out in favor of Holden, the Feraligator lock hits itself in confusion on the switch, so Holden gets in clean. And Locke switching out in favor of the sleeping Strago the Vileplume, Holden digs. 
And Dig lands and deals 22% damage to Strago. Uh, Strago is still taking a power nap. And Holden comes out in favor of Gia the Butterfree as Strago continues to sleep. Uh, Gia lands the Nightmare. However, Strago then wakes up and puts Gia to sleep. How the tables have turned. How the mighty have fallen. And Gia remains asleep. Strago lands an Acid for 27% of Gia's health. And... Gia comes back in favor of Murtry the Machoke, who eats an acid on the switch, which is a crit dealing 38%. Strago outspeeds and lands the Stun Spore, which paralyzes Murtry. However, Murtry is holding a paralyzed Cure Berry and manages to clear the status. Murtry hits with Strength, dealing 28% to Strago. Strago is now in the yellow at 31%. And Strago goes back to the Stun Spore, paralyzing Murtry. Murtry acts through paralysis, dealing another 28% to Strago with strength. Strago is at a sliver of health in the red with 3%. Strago goes back to the Acid, dealing 22% and dropping Murtry's defense. Uh, Murtry goes back to strength through paralysis and takes Strago down. Daryl the Electabuzz coming out for Celeste. And Daryl goes for the Thunder Punch and brings Murtry down. That is extremely threatening, actually, because nothing is immune to those Thunder Punches, and three quarters of Mess's remaining Pokemon are weak to them. And Messer Engine brings in Nagata, his Espeon. Uh, Celeste wants none of that and switches into Locke, her Quilava, eating a bite on the switch for 31%. Locke is still in the green at 53%. And Nagata comes back out for Mess in favor of Holden the Feraligator. Holden eats a smoke screen on the switch. Uh, Celeste switches back into Daryl the Electabuzz. However, Daryl eats a surf on the switch, and that's enough to bring the Electabuzz down. Edgar the Quagsire coming out for Celeste now. And Edgar also eats a surf which is once again enough to bring Edgar down. Holden will not be denied blood. And Celeste is down to lock the Quilava. Holden refuses to miss, lays it low with Surf, and that is game. For the third week running, Messer Engine is flawless in PvP. Good game, Celeste. Good game. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I tried. I know you did. You did as well as you possibly could have. That that for Ralligator, though. I didn't have an answer for it this week. For having, like... A mismatched set of stats where it's like all attack and I'm basically running special and fucking cut. <laughs> uh he he does good work. Yeah, yeah, I, I certainly can't argue with that. So of course, once again, Mess took the bulk of our points, and that leaves me and Celeste battling over the scraps. Uh Mess, are you ready, sir? I am. So here we go in the crystal or periwinkle corner, as we put it. Celeste Loss brings Edgar, her quagsire to bear, her best boy, versus BBR Jolly in the silver corner with Columbia. Columbia, the weed Pokemon. It's probably not the weed Pokemon. That's not its name. Don't listen to me. Are you are you ready to, to fight? Yes. Let's do it. You You may begin. Columbia opens up with Sleep Powder on Edgar. Edgar 
clearly anticipating some bad status time, had a mint berry ready, chopped that down, no longer sleeping, brings up the ice punch, which hits Columbia, bringing it down to 28%. Columbia returns with re-sleep powder, which seems to be more effective. Uh... Edgar sleeps, Columbia drops leech seed and recovers some of that sweet, sweet health and is at 42%. Edgar at 88%. Columbia, using return, brings Edgar down to 70% with leech seed bringing it further down to 58%. Columbia back up to 56%. Jolly switches in Mojito! Mojito Mojito, his beautiful bay leaf starter, who absorbs some life off of Edgar with the leech seed. Celeste switches in lock her lava while Mojito puts up that good, good reflect to protect his boys. Jolly switches out into Hurricane. Hurricane hits a, uh, gets hit by a fire blast from lock on the switch in and is down to 79%. Celeste switches in Gogo or Hypno while Hurricane starts doing the rain dance. Hurricane using that thunder, bringing Gogo down to 62%. But Gogo using Confusion, bringing Hurricane down to 63% and getting that Clutch Confuse off. Hurricane was confused and did damage to himself and ate a Shadow Ball from Gogo. Hurricane at 48%, still confused, and Gogo still at 62%. The confusion ended for Hurricane and it brought the thunder. But Gogo returns with Confusion. Hurricane at 19%. Gogo at 29% health, but eats a Surf on the subsequent turn, dropping it to zero. Out comes Daryl, the Electabuzz, to deal with Hurricane. But Jolly isn't having any of that, brings in Gimlet, his Golem. Golem eats a Dizzy Punch on the way in, but it is not effective. Out comes Strago for Celeste, but eats a magnitude 8 on the switch in, losing 51% of its health. Jolly switches in Stormy, his best bat, that good shiny pink bat. Uh, switches into Sleep Powder, but doesn't get Nap, narrowly avoiding it. Stormy drops Confuse Ray on Strago, and Strago punches itself in the face. Stormy uses Attract, making it much more difficult for Strago to attack, but he's not even looking that bat's way, and punches himself in the face. Again, and again, and then gets hit by Stormy with a return, dropping that Vileplume out. Stormy's still at 100%. Out comes Aisha. Celeste's coughing, that threatening ball of gas. And Jolly switches in Gimlet to get hit by that Thunder, which, of course, it is immune to. It's a standoff. They're eyeing each other. Edgar, the sleeping, sleepy Quagsire, comes out into a magnitude 8 and is down to 6%. Out comes Mojito for Jolly, still at 100% from its appearance earlier. Edgar is still asleep at 6%. Daryl comes out for Celeste Loss while Mojito drops Reflect. Gimlet comes back out to face Daryl, once again uh, getting hit by a Dizzy Punch, but it is not very effective and brings Gimlet down only to 91%. Light screen up for Daryl. Gimlet uses magnitude, but it's only a magnitude 4. Daryl punches again, still not very effective. Gimlet's at 88%. Uses magnitude 9, drops Daryl down to 0. 
Aisha comes back out for Celeste to face down Gimlet. But Gimlet's ready for, for that magnitude and drops Aisha down to 3%. Aisha manages to sludge Gimlet and poison it, but takes a magnitude on the return hit and is dropped. Out comes Locke, who's still at 100%, but takes a magnitude, uh, a magnitude 6 and is dropped down to 19%. Locke uses Smokescreen, trying to reduce Gimlet's accuracy twice, but it is it is enough. It does not hit Locke this time when it magnitudes. The Smokescreen continues to build while Gimlet is slowly murdered by poison. Gimlet at 51% is swapped out for Hurricane, who is at 19%. Takes a Fire Blast on the switch-in, which is enough to drop Hurricane. Stormy is back out for Jolly. Locke is at 19%. Takes a return from that beautiful bat and is dropped. Out comes the sleeping Edgar for what is probably its last turn. And Edgar is also down. Winner is Jolly by Nature. Good game, folks. Good game. All right, guys. So that means that we have just continued... Every single streak. This is the week of the rich getting richer and the poor getting poorer. Poor Celeste. I'm so sorry. Um, so updating our point totals, that is going to put Mess in a much more dominant position on the scoreboard with a total of 435 points after picking up those big 50 PvP points. Uh, that is going to put myself, Jolly by Nature, in second with 385 down by 50. And that's going to put Celeste... Still in the rear, still with that score of 330. Okay, guys, so that's where we're at, and unfortunately, it's going to be really difficult to claw our way out of this hole that Mess has dug us into, but that is just the position that we're in. We've just got to cross our fingers and hope that Jasmine murders his precious, precious children. Um, so with that, we look forward to next week in our Nuzlocke Challenge. Uh, now this week, our hosts are going to be back to the grind with a week packed with content and two big, big gym fights. Uh, first, our intrepid adventurers will be backtracking to Ecruteak City where they will head east this time through the depths of Mount Mortar or over the water uh, to Route 42 and Mahogany Town. There they'll discover that all is not well, and they'll head north to Route 43 and the famous Lake of Rage to investigate, where they will encounter the infamous Red Gyarados. Uh, our heroes will discover a dastardly plot to revive a criminal organization, and they'll explore hidden lairs to root out these ne'er-do-wells. Finally, they'll free the town from the grasp of criminal enterprise and challenge Price in the Mahogany City Gem. Uh, Mahogany Town, Mahogany City, Mahogany what the fuck ever. Uh, <laughs> once Price has been defeated, it will be time to head back to Olivine City. Finally, Jasmine awaits at the top of the Olivine Lighthouse for medicine to heal the poor, sick Ampharos. We'll complete her silly little fetch quest, and in gratitude, she'll reopen the Olivine City Gym and finally accept our challenge. Now, our level limits this week will be 31 for price, so our hosts will need to be very aware of that to ensure that they don't over-level for that gym fight. Uh, our level limit for Jasmine, and thus for the week as a whole, will be 35. Now, it is worth noting that the gameplay between price and Jasmine will be a slog, as there is nothing new to explore in between those two gym fights. Nothing opens up new. Uh, so we'll have quite a bit of grinding to get our teams ready for that fight and for the week's PvP. Uh, it's 
also worth noting that because Team Rocket is, of course, the evil team in Pokemon Gold, Silver, and Crystal, and Giovanni does not make an appearance in these games, the four now nameless Team Rocket administrators will be considered the evil team leader for the purpose of our challenge and thus earned points. Time to kick some Team Rocket butt. Absolutely. How are you guys feeling coming into this week? Awful. Oh, come on now. It's not all bad. <laughs> I know. I'm fine. I, uh, I'm i feeling pretty good. I'm, I'm pretty nervous about the Jasmine fight. Like, Steel is one of those types that resists a lot, and what it doesn't resist is super effective against it in a lot of cases, which really limits, you know, what you have for options to do damage to it if you don't want to do super effective damage. So... I'm going to have to look pretty closely at that and figure out, you know, how and if we're going to to try and opt into that harder rule set, which I would like to do, considering that I'm in the lead and would really like to keep the pressure on. Um, Price, I don't know yet. I mean, ice, ice isn't too bad. It's a great offensive type, but not a great defensive type. So, I mean, we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, Fighting Team Rocket's always fun just kicking around grown-ups who should really kind of know better is always really funny. Personally, I really like the contrast between Team Rocket and Gold, Silver, Crystal as opposed to Team Rocket and Red, Blue, Yellow. Like, in Red, Blue, Yellow, they're very, very threatening. Like, they're they're very professional. They are a criminal organization. Like, they are, they are the mob. They aren't just hoodlums. Whereas they feel much more... Much more amateurish in Gold, Silver, Crystal, which makes sense because their fearless leader is not, in fact, leading them. They're just kind of trying to carry on in his absence. But they, they feel much more much more small time, I guess, which is a, kind of an interesting contrast, I think. It just kept going down, and that's how we ended up with Team Skull. <laughs> just the, the de-evolution of Team Rocket. You, you shut your fucking whore mouth. Team Skull is perfect. <laughs> But seriously, this this week, um, I'm feeling pretty good about it. I've got some answers for steel types. Um, it's going to make it a little bit more complex, but I should be fine. And ice is going to be pretty easy to take down. Awesome. Um, well, that's been our show for the week, guys. Um, so as always, we do want to let you guys know where and when you can find us streaming on Twitch if you want to catch our gameplay live. Um, so Mess, again, you generally stream first on Sunday evenings. Is that going to be true this week as well? Yeah, absolutely. I'll uh, be at twitch.tv slash Engine at 6 p.m. on Sunday, December 3rd to take on two gym leaders or one gym leader or however many gym leaders we can fit into the evening and then picking up again uh, on Monday if we need extra time or just to play our randomized Emerald Nuzlocke, you know, whichever. Awesome. And just to confirm, Mess, where can our listeners find you on Twitch? Uh. As I just mentioned, it's twitch.tv slash engine. That's my fault. I'm so used to having to prompt you that I... <laughs> Here I am learning and you're you're not catching on. I that's that's my fault. I am I am a bad host. Okay. Um <laughs> well as is the norm, I will be streaming second, uh Tuesday evening, nine PM Eastern at twitch.tv slash jolly by nature. Um if a second evening is needed, which it almost certainly will be, it will of course be Friday. Same time, same bat time, same bat channel. Um so that leaves you as always, Celeste. Now when can our listeners find you live on Twitch this week? Hopefully there are no issues of timing now. I will be streaming on Wednesday evening 
at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at twitch.tv slash Lost, and Thursday at 6 as well. All right, awesome. Now, uh, folks, everybody out there listening on the intertubes, uh, as always, we do we want to hear from you. We want your emails, we want your messages, we want your reviews and your ratings on iTunes. Those are unspeakably important, guys. Like, I really can't thank you enough, those of you who have rated and reviewed the show on iTunes. And and really, if you if you want to support the show and you don't want to, you know, contribute financially, which is, is fine, I get it, um, the, the single easiest and biggest thing that you can do to support us right now is just to give us a rating, if not a review, on iTunes. It is enormous and thank you um but regardless of how you choose to get a hold of us we just we want to hear from you guys we want to know um if you're playing along with us at home we want to know what you are playing if you're not playing along with us at home we want to know what you think about our show and what we're doing um so please give us your thoughts and feelings uh to our email at blastburnradio at gmail.com or tweet the show at blastburnradio your interactions sustain us that's what we feed on now we don't eat regular food we're just psychic vampires, just just devouring the good thoughts and feelings of, of Penguin Mage and <laughs> Pegasus <laughs> and and Trainer Mimic. Like, they sustain us. All right. Now, as always, I do want to thank our host for joining us this evening. Celeste, where can our listeners find you online and on social media? would be at Twitter, and it's just at Celeste Lost, and that's it for now. Okay, awesome. Thanks, Celeste. Uh, now, Mess, if our listeners want to contact you, check out your other products, check out uh, Mythic Portal Games, where can they find you on the internet? You can always follow me on Twitter, at Engine, or if you want to check out Mythic Portal, you can also do so on Twitter, at Mythic Portal, or check out Facebook, Mythic Portal Games. And you know what we didn't mention, which you can mention it here in a minute, our super cool piece of art. Yeah, absolutely. So we actually, we commissioned a piece of promotional art for the Gold Silver Crystal series. It wasn't ready quite at the start. Well, it, it couldn't be. We needed details on what we were doing for Gold Silver Crystal in order to commission said piece of artwork. So obviously there are limitations there. Uh, but it came back this week and it is super fucking dope. We love it so, so much. Um, so that's up and running actually in an ad campaign right now on Facebook. And it's also up on our Twitter. So definitely check that out. It is is gorgeous and we really can't thank uh, our artist enough she is uh, Lilia Creative on Etsy so if you like the art if you like the art style if you would like to have a piece commissioned definitely be sure to check out uh, her page we cannot rave highly enough about the experience and the work she put in for us yeah it's super awesome make sure to check it out Okay, now once again, as always, I am Jolly by Nature. I have been your host this evening, and you can find me online on Twitch uh, when I'm streaming. I'm hoping to be doing some more of that soon, but for now, really just the BBR series. We'll see how things go moving forward, um, but you can find me on Twitch, as always, at twitch.tv slash jollybynature. If you want to reach out to me uh, personally, see what I'm up to, um, listen to me rant and rave about... Uh, politics. I don't know why you would want that. Honestly, I don't know why I do it, but I do it. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at BBR Jolly or just follow the show on Twitter or Facebook. Uh, we'll keep you up to date on what all of our hosts are up to. Uh, now, as always, I do want to thank everyone for joining us today. I want to give a very special thank you, as always, to my co-host, Messer Engine and Celeste. For Blastburn Radio, I am Jolly by Nature. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. See you next week, folks. See you next week. 
Blast Burn Radio is a production of Challenge Accepted Media. This episode was produced by Jolly by Nature, Celeste the Lost, and Messer Engine. Pokemon and all related games and characters are the property and trademark of Nintendo, Game Freak, and the Pokemon Company. Opening music in today's episode includes Game On by Fishy. Check out this and other video game remixes at ocremix.org. Battle and closing music in today's episode provided by Glitch X City. Check out all of her great tracks at soundcloud.com slash glitchxcity. Design work and stream assets provided by Rachel Mondragon. Check out her portfolio or contact her for commissions at rachelmondragon.com. Blastburn Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content.